the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Welcome, everybody, to the Dennis Prager Show, Election Day Edition. And Huey Lewis and the news are correct. This is it. This is Election Day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so glad to be here. And obviously, on a day as important as this, the first question that occurs to you, well, the first question is, how are the elections going to go? That's question one. Question 1A, where the heck is Dennis? And that's a fair question, too. I ask that, too. When I'm driving around and I hear the fill-in host, it's like, hey, what gives? Dennis, this is a good excuse. i got to tell you, if you're going to have an excuse, get a free speech award from the parliament of another country. Dennis is like in wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen, as we speak, getting a free speech award from the Danish parliament. He'll be back tomorrow to uh, to uh, figuratively, if not literally, dance in the streets at all the Republican successes, uh, as I will be doing on the local show that I host right here in thriving Dallas-Fort Worth at 6.60 a.m., The Answer. I'm Mark Davis. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Shoot me stuff there during the show. I'll take a look at that. It's like another entire show. But here on the actual Dennis Prager Show, phone number you know is 1-8-Prager-776. Boy, do I have questions for you. 1-8-Prager-776. As Dennis, as Dennis receives uh, this honor uh, from the Danish, uh, about as close as I can come to that is I actually ate a Danish on my win today. That's about it. That's about the equivalency that I can uh, that I can achieve. But uh, for that, uh, for that at least, uh, we step forward into an election day where I have the following questions. I'm going to lay these out broadly. Y'all can start to gather. Leslie is screening your calls there at one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. Alejandro on the video there at the Salem News Channel. Hey everybody, how are you all doing? And Sean McConnell, as always, providing uh, the audio nuts and bolts and high quality comedy. So we deeply appreciate all y'all. And as 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 Biden himself might say, it's no joke. It's no joke, kids. I mean it. The thing with the guy, democracy at risk. It's no joke. I mean it. I'm serious. Corn pop. Uh, actually, I can't do a good Biden, but Biden can do a good Biden, and here he is. One of those moments that comes around every three or four generations. We know in our bones that our democracy is at risk, and we know that this is your moment to defend it, preserve it, protect it, choose it. Preserve it, protect it, choose it. Usually, in, in something resembling an ideal world, and I know the world is never ideal, but generally speaking, the way elections ought to go, the way these campaigns ought to go, is we as Republicans, as conservatives, we get out there and we unload all of our ideas on people, hoping that they prevail. 
Democrats enter the same arena offering up their ideas, hoping that their ideas prevail. That's what elections are about. It's what democracy is about. It's what a republic is about, because that's what our country actually is. So that's the way it's supposed to go. But this is such a twisted and perverse and peculiar time that what we have had to slog through, and this is not brand new to this election season. This is not something that is that just happened you know, in the last year or two or the last five years or the last ten. The left, keeping to the Dennis Prager proper uh, nomenclature that it destroys everything it touches, once the left, not just liberals, I mean, I there are people who are left of center, people more liberal than me, virtually everybody's more liberal than me, and, and, and the diversity of opinion is, is the symphony of America, I got it, I got it, I got it. But what we have had to stare down for years now is... As we are saying, we hold these views and we think yours are wrong or yours aren't as good. Or maybe if we're really ramped up, yours are dangerous. That will come up every once in a while. It'll come up today. What we've gotten in return from the left is these are our views and you are stupid. These are our views and you are evil. These are our views and you are racist. These are our views, and you are Hitler. It used to be that, and in fact, there's an, an old axiom, a maxim, a premise, I'll Google it in a minute, of how long it takes for somebody in any debate to invoke Hitler, and that's when you know they've pretty well lost and when they've gone to the mat, it's like, uh, Hitler. Uh, as soon as you invoke that, it's and, and it's kind of a, a it, it's spoken of mockingly, but I'm dead serious about this. There was James Clyburn, the third most powerful Democrat in the, uh, in the House. And there he was, uh, given the opportunity to distance from what he had said about that if Republicans win, uh, it's Hitler back from the dead. And he said, no, we, we've, we've seen this before. We have seen it before. And... Um, it, the the world still exists. He said, we're not saying the world's going to end. The world didn't end when Hitler arose, he said. On Fox News Sunday with Shannon Bream. He said, uh, you know, Hitler came before Hitler, after Hitler. There was still a world. But this this is the choice that we face. There was Joe Biden a moment ago saying democracy itself is on the ballot as if there is a danger to democracy. This is all they have. This is all they have. Here we are out across the various campaign trails, talking about inflation, talking about crime, talking about education, talking about the fabric of society and things that we're trying to, to, to somehow reachieve some measure of normalcy. And here they are talking about January 6th and abortion and democracy being imperiled. And oh, by the way, uh, if you vote Republican, you are exhuming Hitler and, in fact, killing democracy itself. How I pray that this fails. I always want our ideas to prevail and for Democrats' ideas to not prevail. But I just think there's something really centrally important about a broad rebuke for people who have done this to us, people who have done this to the discourse. Look at Twitter. Elon Musk shows up on the scene and says, look, we're not going to have a protection racket 
uh, shutting down and muzzling conservatives anymore. And people start freaking out in 12 languages. What? And then I love this, how like a ton of leftist America says, well, I'm off of Twitter. Well, bye, Felicia, as the old saying goes. Do not let the Twitter door hit you on the way out. And, of course, half of them are lying because they say, I'm off of Twitter. And then you look for them and they're still there. They're still there. So as I say that I, I, I pray for our chances and I pray for our prospects, I pray for a better country. On the show that I do locally, I start each show with an actual prayer that's not compulsory. You can participate or have it resonate to, to whatever degree it does with you. I've sometimes done it at the end of the Prager show just to, just to kind of get it in there because people tend to like it. It means a lot to me. But as we begin today, before we take call number one, join me if you're so inclined. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. So lift us, especially on this election day, as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our elections are reliable, where our schools are safe, where our borders work, where we protect the unborn, where we fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill, and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, Lord, give us the clarity to still look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our individual states, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. There's an election day prayer for you. And uh, so as uh, I've got my list, I've got my to-do list, I've got my wishes, yours, yours may differ. And even within conservative circles, yours may differ on a little bit of news made last night. So, so I mentioned that I had questions. So how do you think today's going to go? Do you feel nervous proclaiming the red wave? Have you felt, is there a part of you saying that you don't want the, the, the radio talk show guys or the TV talk show guys out there prattling about the red wave in full expectations of this as if the rescue is at hand? Because it's not. It will not happen unless you do the job today. If you've early voted, great. If you haven't, get out there today. I'm sitting here just coming up on the, in the 11 o'clock hour central time on, a, on an election day morning telling everybody that hears me in Texas, get out there and bring 10 people with you. It's a little earlier in Arizona. Get out there and bring everybody you can with you. It's a little later in Pennsylvania. Get out there and bring everybody you can. I could do other states, and oh, I will. 1-8-Prager-776, I got questions. I'll be looking for answers from you when we continue on The Dennis Prager Show. Happy election. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. 
This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. That is where you are seeing the spectacle, even as we speak. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Dennis is back tomorrow. Not too jet-lagged from Denmark, we hope, and able to digest whatever happens tonight. And whatever happens tonight, boy, will talk radio be ablaze with reactions. So it's it's funny. I was talking to my, uh, my, my other talk show friend. I have lots of talk show friends here along the radio network, uh, Mike Gallagher. And he said, what, what will we be talking about Tomorrow morning, if we could possibly flash forward, and what will we be talking about tomorrow? Will we be talking about a Senate majority of 52, 53? Dare we dream 54? I don't want to get greedy, and I don't want to. And the last thing I want to do is, like, with every bit of optimism that I spew forward, it is coupled with the caveat that you've got to make that happen. You know, if I talk about not just Carrie Lake, winning for Arizona governor, which she's going to do. But if I dare to dream of Blake Masters uh, sending Mark Kelly back to private life, uh, and this is weird, that means in Arizona there are people who will vote for Carrie Lake and then turn around and uh, and vote for Mark Kelly. What's the matter with y'all? I mean, please, hello? So uh, it, it means that you've got to get out there and do what all the pundits and prognosticators have talked about. You, The red wave is you. It's not me sitting here on a talk show. It's not an article you read. It's not online. It is human beings voting. And we have human beings on the phone. I've got many, many more premises to uh, navigate through and things to talk to you about. But let's go ahead and uh, talk to some folks. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. And we are in Los Angeles. Neil, Mark Davis in Fort Dennis. How are you? Yes, hello, Mark Davis, sir. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Hi. Um, hello. Yes, uh, my, my uh, question and thought is that, you know, in 2016, everyone was uh, on the Republican side, I think, pretty excited that uh, uh, Donald Trump had surprisingly won the election to president. And then he went into office and he had his people like Priebus, Bannon, Gorka, they took out Michael Flynn in the first couple of weeks. He was hugging uh, James Comey. Uh, he had a weak uh, AD like Jeff Sessions. And they pushed people right out of his his circle and with, with impunity. I mean, they just kind of kicked him around as president, even though he got a lot of things done. All right. Well, no, no doubt about it. So, so let me ask. So let me ask you something. So, so let me let me ask you something because this was the bit of news I didn't want to bury. Last night, there's President Trump in Ohio saying, "I've got a big announcement one week from today, November fifteenth. Are you excited? Not excited? Or not sure how to feel about the prospect of him telling us one week from today that he's running again?" Me, I'm I'm excited about it, but I mm-hmm. but I just don't understand how. 
the surrounding figures work. I mean, you got people like well, my orcas and AG. They get away with anything they want to do. And Trump went in. He could barely uh, get through a news conference without being insulted. Well, well, well that, that, the dominant media culture will do that to you, but he will then give it right back to them. He fought them with an effectiveness that had not been seen up till him, and uh, and we hope will be seen again, either in the form of his return to the White House or a DeSantis return to the White House. And and this is what got everybody's juices flowing yesterday. And, and I, let me give everybody the short course on where I've been on the whole Trump running again prospect. It's like a flowchart, and I love flowcharts. Square number one. Did I love the Trump presidency? Every day of it. Were there moments of it where I kind of banged my head against the wall because it's like a little unforced error, a little, you know, shot in the foot moment? Yeah, sure. But whatever. Those were sideshows that did not matter. The Trump agenda of a strong border, of lower taxes, a strong American face presented to the world, uh, a return to cultural normalcy, a return to climate sanity. The Trump agenda was something that I desperately want back in the White House after the poison that has been Biden. Now, do how many ways can I get a Trump agenda back into the White House? Trump is one way. DeSantis might be another. Is there anybody else that, that, can, that can bring that kind of energy? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm a Tom Cotton fan. He said he ain't running. I'm a Pompeo fan. We'll see how that goes. It ain't Pence. It ain't Nikki Haley. Uh, so Trump, DeSantis are like the only people I see with that level of energy, that level of, uh, of, of ability to put an agenda forward with muscular, unapologetic conservatism and beat down the left when they come after it and come after you. So who's our best prospect? Is it Trump or is it DeSantis? I don't know. I don't know. I confess, I, 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 can DeSantis win? I don't know. Can Trump win? I have active concerns that that's maybe not. Because as I think I told you last time I was here, October 25th, but who's counting? I said, the percentage of Republican voters you know, who are, are willing to hop on board the Trump train again is probably is really high, 75, 80%, maybe more. The percentage of Democrat voters who will walk through fire to defeat him is 100%. And that's tricky math. It's tricky math. If we slide a DeSantis out there, it's, it's, I mean, they're, they're going to hate him too. But there's something about Trump that uniquely triggers the Rob Reiners, that uniquely triggers the Joy Reeds. DeSantis will too, but in the same way that any conservative presidential candidate would. So I I sit here before you today, and I just don't know what's in our best interest. I have told you that from the moment, uh, well, I haven't told you yet. I told my local audience, what was it, three days ago, that Trump was at a a, a rally. I think it was in Florida. No, it wasn't in Florida, but he was talking about uh, Ron, referred to him as Ron DeSanctimonious. (laughs) I did not like that. I did not like that. Not, Not that I want to blow that out of proportion, but it gave me... Uh, just the first aroma of the real unpleasantness, the real awkwardness, the real tension of a Trump-DeSantis primary. Because I think Trump's going to think that he can dispatch DeSantis with the same kind of 
of epithets that he did Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush. And that just ain't going to happen. It ain't going to work. And there is a, there, there's a growing, growing how fast, I don't know, growing from 5% to 15% or growing from 60 to 70. I don't know. A growing part of conservative America that says to President Trump, thank God you won. Thank you every day, sir, for everything you've done. And we look forward to you being rent-free in the minds of every Democrat for the, the rest of your days. But maybe that should be done in private life while we elect for two terms, because he can only win once more, President Ron DeSantis. I don't know where I am. I really, really don't. I, uh, I'll let the game come to me. I'll let your calls come to me. Let's figure this out, because one week from today, does he announce? I don't know, and I'll tell you why I'm not totally certain about that when we come back. Mark Davis on The Dennis Prager Show. Stick around. The Dennis Prager Show. Hey, folks, coming together again after two years of waiting. I'm going on a listener cruise again. It's called Gems of Southeastern Europe. May 31 to June 13. 13 days combined land and cruise on AMA waterways. We are chartering our own ship for you and me. The cruise was just announced. It's already almost sold out. Book today at 800-345-2483 or click the banner on my website. Go to coastlinetravel.com. Again, everybody, we're chartering the entire boat. 800-345-2483. It will sell out. Or click the banner on my website. Or go to coastlinetravel.com. There we go. Now it's happily back. Tapping our toes. Dennis Prager Show for an election day. Dennis is back tomorrow to celebrate together with you. What we're doing today... We are not counting our uh, chickens before they are hatched. We are not, uh, we, we just, we got to, uh, let me go to a gymnastics analogy, um, gymnastics metaphor. We've got to stick the landing. Right now, like Mary Lou Retton, we're twirling through the air and hoping to stick the landing. And that means we're hoping to get the results that we need. And silly, crazy me, we're hoping to get those results in a timely fashion. We have been told, have you noticed that people are trying to beat you into submission? Election day, what kind of Ozzy and Harriet era nonsense is that? What do you think, Eisenhower's president? Election day. <laughs> we now need several days. We got all these mail-in ballots. We got all this. It's busy, and lots of people are voting, and we got big cities and stuff to do and, and things to, to crunch through. So it might take the better part of a week. It, we should think now in terms of election week. Well, guess what? That's that's a hard no for me. If there are some razor thin, you know, dead heat races, okay. I mean, we we've all stayed up to the wee hours to wait for something to come in. Maybe even you wake up the next morning and it's still not totally done. All right, I understand. I understand. But you you start talking to me about well into Thursday, well into Friday, well into the weekend. Oh hell no! If you'll excuse me. And eyes are peeled, and the antennae are up for all kinds of nonsense. Uh, here's a little piece of video somebody sent us from a lot of focus on Arizona. Here's something a little, shall we say, curious, take a watch or a listen, depending on the medium of your choice. Little uh, scene from a couple of hours ago in Arizona. Can you repeat that? I can promise you. Can you start from the beginning and repeat that? So what happens is we have two tabulators. 
One of the tabulators is not working, okay? The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread, and it could be a printer issue, um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three, and it gets read, whether it goes downtown and gets read manually, or whether it gets refed in into our tabulator. You don't want to adjudicate. They get read, no. okay? So no one's trying to <laughs> deceive anyone. Of course not, not on election day. That would never happen, right? No, that would never happen. So, so choices are, you know, you guys, Sure. If I get up there and that happens to my and off she goes. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? I love the guy's quote. Oh, a malfunction on election day? Oh, of, of course. Nothing to see here. Go about your business. Now, in the America we used to recognize, it's a human system. We get it. Technology matures. We get it. And there was a base level of trust that used to exist where if there was something hinky, something glitchy at a polling place, we just go, oh, it's going to be all right. It's, um, all right, all right, it'll, it'll all work itself out. That level of trust is gone. That level of trust has been shattered. It was dashed against the rocks two years ago. Oh, here I go, full election denier. I, th- 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 there's no room for this. There is no latitude, no quarter being given to places where folks come out just wringing their hands and going, man, 20% of these things just aren't working. You know, the machines are goofy. I don't know. Something's happening. In view of what we have been through, in view of what we were put through two years ago, where Various election laws in various states were changed on the fly, unconstitutionally sacrificed on the altar of COVID panic, creating countless, quite literally countless, because we'll never know how many, votes that should not have been tabulated. It's not election fraud. It's not your father's or grandfather's election fraud, where you find a ballot with a goofy signature or something that was uh, intentionally mishandled, by a po- even though all those things still happen. This, this was not the kind of thing, and not to bury you back in bad memories of 2020, but if one more person gets up in your face and says, hey, they took that to court you know, a squillion times and every single time, it got uh, it got rejected it's it, that's not the kind of fraud that we're talking about let me get out of this segment into the next we'll talk about what we were talking about and why trust has been destroyed and this better be clean tonight it better be clean mark davison for dennis right back the dennis prager show you all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. 
The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code Prager. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. It is the Election Day. Dennis Prager Show. Mark Davis filling in. From North Texas here at Dallas-Fort Worth's own 660 AM The Answer, where I do the Happy Morning Show. And it was a happy morning show this morning. As I always say, there's no better show prep for doing the Prager Show than knocking out my own program from 7 to 10 Central Time here in the uh, in the local market. And everybody is stoked, man. Of course, we're in Texas. We know Abbott's going to win. We know we're going to stay a red state. We know we're going to return, try to return Beto to private life for the third time. I mean, it's like a villain in a bad movie. You just you just can't keep him down. You're, you rise his back up. Ugh, I'm back. So anyway, we're going to try to do that here in Texas. I, I think we're going to succeed. I mentioned uh, about the notion of there's fraud and there's fraud. And let me get into that here in just a second. And the phone number again is 1-8-Prager-776. But as we work our way through various election day issues, my question's for you. How do you think it's going to go? What do you think? And we got this Arizona weirdness, 20% of the tabulations going, just something going squirrely in Maricopa County. It's where Phoenix is. Uh, just and, and everything just gets hyped up every because of the trust that has been destroyed by past indiscretions, past uh, disconnects with uh, regular procedure. That's why we are not, as a people, in a trusting mood. Okay, you've heard this a dozen times, and you're going to hear it for a thirteenth. You ready? When people go, there were there, it's the it's the cleanest election ever. It was pure as the driven snow. It was perfect. It was perfect. How dare you cast aspersions? And they say that there was there was no widespread fraud. It didn't have to be widespread in 2020. A few votes in a few states. Throw, th- would throw those very states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, would throw them from Trump to Biden. So just a little bit of impropriety could go a long way. And what were those improprieties? Were they the kinds of fraud where a judge was ever going to bang a gavel on the bench and say, I hereby declare Trump absolutely won Arizona by a thousand votes? That was never going to happen. And so all of this, uh, Sydney, uh, Sydney Powell, Lynn Wood, uh, craziness, and God bless them for, especially Sydney, known her of her for a long time. It, it, ugh, that was never going to work. But what was going to work was something that had origins right here in my state of Texas, and that was it was called the Texas Challenge. It was our Attorney General who will win today, Ken Paxton, and seventeen or so other states going straight to the Supreme Court and saying something is rotten. Something's rotten in Denmark. <laughs> Something's great in Denmark. Dennis Prager is there. Back tomorrow. But anyway, something's rotten in 17 states, at least. At least. Where rules were changed unconstitutionally, changed on the fly. Only legislatures can change election law. And we had governors doing it, local election supervisors doing it, secretaries of state doing it, resulting in a situation where there were votes that were properly, air quotes, that were technically allowed that should not have been allowed. How many? I don't know. You don't either. We never will. But it places a taint and a stain on that 2020 result that history will forever record, or at least history written correctly. So 
because of that broken, broken trust. That's why skepticism is going to run sky high. And if we don't, and listen, I want to be reasonable here. If we've got some razor thin stuff, Arizona, you have Dr. Oz and Fetterman, or let's not use that because please, Lord, let Dr. Oz win that one by five or six, please. Uh, But but let's say you got Blake Masters and and Mark Kelly neck and neck in Arizona. And it's, it's you know, toward the western part of the United States, it's going to be late anyway. We wake up tomorrow and it's still not totally done because it's razor thin. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, a tenth of a percentage point. Okay, I've lived that life before. I've, I've seen that movie. I know it's okay. That's fine. But if you get to two, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they still don't have their act together, people are going to go nuts. And I will be one of them. And, and I, I mean go nuts in a constructive way with righteous indignation that we're being hosed again. So uh, your thoughts are welcome on how you think of all that. All of that is going to go. We're in Webster, Florida. Matthew, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you? Hey, Matthew, how are you hey, doing? How's the day going? Doing good. Doing great. Here's the part where you start talking. All right. Well, uh, y'all mentioned earlier about uh, Trump and DeSantis facing off against each other, and mm-hmm. no one's ever really talked about DeSantis being the undercard with Trump. Um, you know, is he, I just wondered if you thought DeSantis was too big for that. Well, I think I, I think you you have phrased it exactly correctly. Uh, if if Trump runs, it's a Trump DeSantis primary, and if that's the case, does anybody else really need to apply? I mean, I'm just dead serious here. If it's, if it's, I, I mean, I, 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 I like Mike Pompeo. There's some real foreign policy chops going there. Uh, love Ted Cruz, obviously a friend of mine. Um, but if Trump prevails in a busy, messy primary, does he want a rock star as big as DeSantis as his running mate? I don't want to overanalyze or, or you know, presume that I'm, I'm channeling Trump with, with any kind of, of, completely reliable accuracy because I can't read minds. But I, I, if there's anything I've seen in the Trump personality, it, it is a pretty high capacity for envy. <laughs> and I don't know if he wants a vice president who is at least as big a deal as he is. But here's the thing why that would be awesome, because you could then get 12 years of DeSantis within proximity to the White House, four years as vice president, and then 2028, there he is, 2032, there he is again. Ron DeSantis could grow old with that beautiful family. In the White House, um, I, I I do I don't think either guy wants to be a running mate. So I don't know, and uh, we'll just sort of see how that goes. And so when I come back, I'll tell you why Trump may announce a week from now, and he may not. Stick with me, Mark Davis in for Dennis. The Dennis Prager Show. The Fed is unstable. Interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're relocating and need to buy a new home or invest in real estate, get fully underwritten and approved with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. At Sierra Pacific Mortgage, before you make an offer, their fast-track approval process will allow you to compete with cash offers, whether you're buying today, tomorrow, or a year from now. Even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, supply chain issues, and limited construction means the real estate market is limited and competitive. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com right now. Get fully approved today and have confidence so that when you're ready to buy, you'll have the money ready to go. Don't wait. Go to andrewandtodd.com. 
Lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Tapping our toes through an election day. It's a waiting game now. It's a voting game now. If you haven't yet, we are just over five hours away from the very first polls closing in the East. Got a little more time on the West Coast. So whatever you do, just just get out there and bring a dozen friends with you. Okay, so Trump's announcement one week from tonight. There are already people who are saying, uh, you know, Trump will announce for the presidency one week from tonight. That absolutely may happen. It absolutely may. I'm like the only guy who holds out the possibility that he's, he, he's, I'm going to say trolling us. He may be trolling his haters, which will work, that this may all be a bit of a drama train at the end of which he decides to remain the most important and impactful political figure in America, but do it from private life. He could announce a week from tonight. You know how crazy early this is? He could announce a week from tonight, a loosey-goosey announcement of sorts, and then just kind of go, eh, I'm good, this DeSantis guy is all right, and, and let Ron just go have it. And I will believe it, I will totally believe it when I see his name on actual ballots in Iowa and New Hampshire for 2024. That's when I'll totally believe it. Now, what do I want? I want a Trump agenda in the White House on January 20th, 2025. If it comes from him because we've been fortunate enough to, to get him across the finish line, great. If it's DeSantis because that has succeeded, great. I think those are the only two guys who have that kind of agenda. And I mean, that's the only two good guys running or the only two worthy candidates. And there are people whose tastes might run a little different than mine. I understand that completely. But as, um, as we take a look at Trump 2024, I just keep offering you that math. And I'll offer it, and every time I say this, I'll say how grateful I will forever be that he won instead of Hillary. And how it's it's the most, Reagan is my favorite president, Trump is my favorite presidency. Get the difference? Uh, it, it, it was, and I got to tell you, Trump's presidency might have been more important. Reagan saved us from Carter. Trump saved us from Hillary. And when we get a couple of years down the road, do you know what kind of hellscape on earth we're going to need to be saved from? We're going to need to be saved from Biden or what's left of him and his administration. Now, we will have had two years of a Republican Congress, and that's great. Hopefully, that'll give the American people an idea of how it could be, because you know how the next two years are going to be. We'll have this Republican House, maybe with a you know, majority of 20 or 30 uh, members. We'll have a Senate, 52, 53, 54, dare we dream. And the House is going to come up with all these good conservative ideas. The Senate will pass them. They'll go to the White House and die. The House will come up with some more ideas. They'll go to the Senate. Senate will pass them. They'll go to the White House and die. And maybe that'll think we need a change of party at the White House. More in a moment. Mark Davis in for Dennis. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio.
indeed are a-changing. It is the Dennis Prager Show for Election Day, hour number two. Mark Davis in for Dennis. I hope all is well. Hope all's well with you. Hope you're on the way to the polling places. And the word has come out, this this Arizona thing. It's kind of funny because on this election day, I'm microscopically, microcosmically keeping a look at, at various bits of breaking news, but also largely and thematically examining where we'd like things to go and what we'd like to have happen, the future of the country, two years from now, two days from now, et cetera, et cetera. Phone number for all of the above is 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. This weirdness of Maricopa County, Poll workers explaining that some of the machines are not working. This is the Phoenix metro area. And and the bottom line here is do not get out of line. (laughs) No pun intended. Uh, Double meaning. Do not get out of line behaviorally and do not literally get out of line. Uh, Stay where you are. whatever, Whatever it takes. Just whatever it takes. I hope, I pray that this is not a harbinger of things to come. I know it's a human system. I know technology can get weird sometimes. And that doesn't, and most most of the time, that doesn't mean that something sinister is going on. But the degree to which trust in our elections has been shattered, the degree to which the left, through its bullhorns in media, and in the Democrat Party, have been trying to beat us into submission. You know, don't don't even think about Election Day. Don't even expect results in a timely fashion. This could take all week. Think in terms of Election Week. Hashtag Election Week. Hashtag hard no. No. There is no excuse for this. We put a man on the moon a half a century ago, and we can't figure this out? We can't have election results that are presented in a timely fashion. I ain't buying, and neither should you. But I'll tell you what, let's not invent problems that don't exist yet. Let's deal with the ones that uh, that do. You're welcome to uh, report in with uh, stories of your visits to the polls today. We're going to hop to some calls here first, 1-8-Prager-776, and then I want to talk a little bit about Georgia, about Herschel and Raphael Warnock about getting Ted Budd across the finish line in North Carolina, about our buddy J.D. Vance in Ohio, about Dr. Oz and, and Fetterman and everything we've been through there and that weirdness, about Don Bolduck in New Hampshire beating Maggie Hassan, I hope it's possible, about uh, Adam Laxalt in Nevada beating an incumbent Democrat, Catherine Cortez Masto, that's a pickup. And it would be a pickup in Arizona as well if Blake Masters returns uh, Mark Kelly to private life. All of these things are doable. All of them are possible. All of them are, in fact, plausible. Will they happen? That's up to you. So get out and vote and take a dozen people with you. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. We are in Los Angeles. Brent, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you? God bless you, Mark. Hi. You know, I greatly appreciate your opening your shows with a prayer to God. It's a wonderful and uplifting act of humility, wisdom, and gratitude, and the path all Americans ought never stray from. And additionally, I would very much like for you to consider reciting our sublime Pledge of Allegiance. These, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You should be able to say that absolutely everywhere and uh, 
Thank you. Very, if there are any other patriotic exercises, you'd like me to roll through the first couple of verses of God Bless America, I, I, I would do that, except it would cause people to run screaming from the radio or the TV. You do not, repeat, do not want me to sing. Just take calls, talk show boy. Just take calls. We're in Encino, California. Mike. Hi, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you? What, what can I do for you? Mark, hi. I'm, actually, you covered it. I was talking about DeSantis and Trump. You've covered it well. I've been worrying for some time now that in a primary, if DeSantis and Trump both run, Trump is in his typical fashion is just going to go after DeSantis on a very personal level, which would really, really, really be a problem for the uh, Republican Party because DeSantis is, in my view, is our hope in the future for a great presidency. And I just don't want to see this relationship destroyed by them running against each other in a primary. I don't either. And, and I, and, and this is, and, and thank you for, I mean, just thank you. You phrased it, I think exactly, exactly precisely. Um, this may or may not happen. I th- did I mention that? Okay. About Trump a week from tonight. A week from tonight, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago, big announcement, big announcement. What will that be? The world of coverage is already saying, well, Trump has told us that he will announce for the presidency on that date. Eh, sit tight on that. I'm not saying he won't. I'm not stupid. But it would be one of the most Trumpian things ever for him to take us on this ride, drive everybody that hates him crazy, and if it ha- and if, if and there are some people, and I I, I know because I talk to y'all here in Texas and on this show, for whom it's Trump and nobody else. I mean, there was one call I took sitting in for Dennis once. He said, "You know what, Mark? I got nothing against DeSantis. I got nothing against a number of Republicans in my run, but there's something so poetically delicious about about making the left cry, make them cry again, owning the libs, whatever you want to call it, with the re-inauguration, Donald Trump's hand on a Bible, January twentieth, twenty twenty-five. It it just it's there. There's just nothing better. And by the way, I agree." So what's the problem? What's what's the problem? What's the holdup? The, the it's I don't I don't know that he can win. I'm not telling you that he can't. Please don't you know just here as as Chris Tucker once said. Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Um, it, there it may be time to turn the page. I don't know how many Republicans are incredibly grateful for every day of the Trump presidency and yet ready to turn the page to a new generation of leadership to eight years of DeSantis who, and here's the thing. If I, if, if DeSantis was a pale imitation, if DeSantis was not the real deal, if I thought DeSantis was a paper tiger, I, that'd be a different matter. But you know, dude, how much more do you need? I mean, th- th- this guy is absolutely for real. And uh, I'll tell you who else is for real is Carrie Lake. Well, let's not go nuts here. I mean, she isn't even governor of Arizona yet. But talk about a bright political future. She's got that skill set. She's got that skill set. Watching Trump dismantle the media was enormous fun. Watching DeSantis go after them is, is, is equally enjoyable. But when she, when Carrie Lake takes a question from a hostile reporter and with a calm and a resolve 
and a surgical scalpel simply disembowels the question at its root, that is something to behold. It really is. So we, we, we've got, we have what the Democrats don't have, a lot of prospects for 2024. Who in the world are they going to offer up? And see, this is probably, some people think, well, you know, Trump's the only guy that can do it. You can't beat something with nothing. And the Democrats right now, they got nothing. The Saturday Night Live skit a couple of weeks ago showed a bunch of Democrats looking at Biden's age and thinking, wait a minute, who are we going to vote for? And somebody says, Kamala, and they smack him and say, listen to you. And a Beto thing slides under the door and ah, and they're just, it's it's like a, a trailer for a horror movie. It is a horror movie and they will be living it. They may be living it already because as soon as the, the, this election passes, as soon as the new year arrives and we're plugging in the new Congress, just chock full of Republicans in the House and the Senate, God willing, I'll tell you what it'll be time for. It'll be time for Joe Biden to announce that he's not running. I don't know that he'll do it, but it'll certainly be time for it because there's probably not a short list of Democrats. Have <laughs> you ever heard the, uh, the list of oxymorons, jumbo shrimp, things like that? Here's one, Democrat hopeful. Anyway, uh, there'll, there'll be a list of, of those who want to run, and it's kind of an etiquette violation to, to, run a, to, to primary a sitting president. It's the kind of thing Pat Buchanan did. He just didn't care, which is part of why I love Pat. But uh, there are lots of Democrats who just aren't going to run if Biden is running. So he will owe this potential field the, 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 the head start of saying, I, I'm out, I'm not going to run again. Will he do it? I don't know. Um, there's only one question that matters. Who can win? Who can win? Mark Davison for Dennis. More of your calls are next. It is the Dennis Prager Show for Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th. So I'm taking a look at all this Maricopa County uh, nonsense. A poll worker telling Election Day voters the machines are malfunctioning to the tune of about 20%. Carrie Lake herself weighing in via her Twitter saying, I'm getting flooded with calls and texts from people who are having trouble voting all over Maricopa County. This is why we must reform our elections. She then subsequently posted, if you have already checked in at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators do not work, you should not leave and go to another location without casting a vote. Your provisional ballot at the new location likely will not count. If you have already checked in uh, at a Maricopa County voting location where the tabulators aren't working, you can, one, wait for your ballot to be tabulated on site, two, ask to use the handicapped voting machine, or three, leave your ballot in a box to be counted later. Oh, Lord, just, just, I, please, please, we've done a lot of praying today and a lot more to come, you know, apart from any desired result, apart from any winner or any loser, please let this be a result people can believe in. I, I have a feeling that across all of these Senate races, I mean, because what's the list of, of what we're, uh, what we're looking for here? Herschel in Georgia, Ted Budd in North Carolina, J.D. Vance in Ohio, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, Don Bolduc in New Hampshire, Adam Laxalt in Nevada, Blake Masters in Arizona, 
I, I totally believe Marco Rubio has it in Florida and Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. But was that, was that like nine? I'd love to go nine for nine. I don't know that we will. If, if, if we you know, get six out of those nine, it's, it's still a, a good substantial majority. So even if we lose one or two or three, no more than three, please, uh, I'd, I'd like to be able to just say at least we lost fair and square. We, we are confident in the result. Uh, confidence runs low right now and shenanigans like this out of Maricopa County. And and that's probably, well, let's, let's not, as I said moments ago, let's not invent problems that are not yet here, but, um, we'll see how the rest of today rolls out. And and by by the way, speaking of how tonight rolls out, SalemNewsChannel.com, the Salem News Channel app. That's the way you're looking at me right now. If you are in fact looking at me, hi, how you doing? Uh, if you are uh, looking at this channel uh, as this evening rolls out, fantastic election night coverage, Andrew Wilkow, uh, a, a, a gaggle, I believe that's the collective noun for talk show hosts, a gaggle of Salem Radio Network hosts, uh, Gorka is in, uh, Charlie Kirk is in, I will be a part of it from my, from my house, because, <laughs> Because that's where I'm going to be tonight, and so just to just join us all, join us all here on the uh, on the Salem News Channel and the Salem Radio Network for election night coverage. In deep anticipation of all of that, we're taking your calls um, of, of various types. One eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. We are in Keller, Texas. David, hi, Mark Davison for Dennis. How you doing? Hey, Mark. How are you? Hi. Thanks for sitting in on a great show, and your show you here bet. in Texas is also great. Here's my observation. I was a history major in college, and the Democrats are now saying that democracy is on the line today. Mm-hmm. Our democracy has withstood two world wars, a civil war, and a cold war. That Constitution is one of the most amazing documents ever written. There is no way we're going to lose our democracy, but we have to vote, and we have to not be complacent because they're going to do whatever they can to take it away from us. Completely right. Completely, completely correct. Thanks for your kind words. Appreciate it. You know what else our democracy survived? You know what else our system survived? January 6th. The day where everybody's running around, uh, well, I mean, where they're still running around. That was the day where everybody was literally running around through the halls of the Capitol. Not good. But as bad as that was, and it was terrible, we're going to hang Mike Pence. Nancy, where are you? Ugh. Not helpful. Thanks, guys. Uh, as horrible as that was, we, we, we quelled that. Everybody went home. The memory of it still stings. But the election results, we, we just, it was done. Now, obviously, there are several layers of dissatisfaction that I and you may have with that. But the actual procedure that they were looking to do the thing they were looking to do, the certification of the vote, it happened. It happened that day. So this notion that you know, democracy was, we, we nearly lost it all. It, we came this close to a coup. We nearly saw America slide off the cliff. Shut up. Nothing of the kind happened. January 6th was horrible. Civil War was horrible. World Wars are horrible. The American Constitution and our system is incredibly robust, and yet there's a Democrat Party so, so desperate right now that they want you to think that your Republican vote will send it all down the drain. Oh, and by the way, it's the return of Hitler. 
oh, uh, an hour ago. Uh, thank you, Sean. Godwin's Law. There's a, a writer named Michael Godwin, and he came up with this some years ago. Uh, and the premise goes like this. The longer, and I think it usually involved Internet user groups and debates that would happen online, but now it happens in almost any debate environment, almost any exchange of ideas and exchange of uh, competing uh, philosophies, that the longer that debate goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, the greater the likelihood that someone will invoke Hitler. (laughs) I think that's, uh, and for the Democrats, it did not take long. It did not take long. Oh, goodness gracious me. All righty, we are in Ohio. Phil, Mark Davison for Dennis, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic, thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment about uh, DeSantos and, and uh, Trump. Mm-hmm. I like uh, DeSantos very much, um, but I don't think he's ready for this yet. I Why don't not? think there are very many people ready for this yet. What Trump had to go through when he became president was unbelievable. The onslaught, the phoniness, the, uh, the corruption, the, the lies, the taking over of departments, the making um, it appear as if he's a Russian agent, um, all of those things. There was no limit to what they were willing to do to try and undermine his presidency. That took a lion, and I don't know how he did it, but in the midst of all that, he was perfect, almost perfect, as, uh, as far as policies were concerned. It's amazing. And that's a special, special ability. I, I, I would like to see him get in there one more time, clean house, now that he knows what the story is, and, um, and make it ready for a guy like Sanders to come in and have four, eight years, uh, decent years uh, in helping uh, the country. Because we have a lot to recover from. This, no doubt. This it's going to take, it's gonna take a long way time. Way beyond anything. Yeah, and 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 and, and thank you because yeah. no, and it's and it's of great value because it, when we talk about the the skill set that DeSantis has displayed, it's been extremely impressive. But it's been in running Florida; he's been a national figure. But but Trump has done it. He has shown that he is up for this fight. The onslaughts, the the cheating, the smears, the 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 politi- the, the personal ruin. We haven't seen DeSantis take that on on a national scale. I tend to think he'd be up to it, but with Trump, you already know he is. That is true. That is true. Mark Davison for Dennis, 1-8-Prager-776. Stick around. Much more to come on this election day. The Dennis Prager Show. I stare at a bright red sun. I search all day and never find It is the Dennis Prager Show for this election day, Tuesday, the 8th of November, 2022. What will the stories be tomorrow? Dennis will be here for you to sift through those. I'm Mark Davis from 660 AM, The Answer in Dallas-Fort Worth. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Appreciate you, and I appreciate the calls today. Lots of anticipation, lots of uh, sort of tying a bow around the campaigns as they have been run, some evaluations of where we stand, what we expect, things we're looking for, our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations. Let's go. 1-8-Prager-776. We are in Wisconsin. Trish, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you? Hi, Mark. You're delightful. Thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. (laughs) So the first one is I'm kind of feeling that Michelle Obama is going to run. She spoke at the last Democratic convention. Barack's talking her up on a stumping trail. That kind of makes me nervous. All right. Let's spend a moment. Let's spend a moment on that. Michelle Obama is, is, is a total rock star 
would be an incredible energizing candidate and it gives me pause as well it absolutely does so my prayer here so that's once again a day filled with prayers here's mine that Barack Obama is living his perfect life and doesn't want that to be screwed up. Barack Obama right now may be windsurfing with Richard Branson. I don't know. I would hope that Barack Obama's interest in going through that meat grinder to become first gentleman, that his interest in that is zero. And I hope that that would mean something to her. Uh, If not... It gets really interesting because it's not based on much, but it doesn't matter. I mean, she is she's the one thing that that the Democrats seem to lack at virtually every level, and that is a popular, familiar figure with rock star status. So let's go, Barack. Cherish that private life. Love that private life. Stay in private life. Yes. And so what about Trump getting, if he gets indicted, he can't run, can he? Of course he can. He can run if he's indicted. He can run if he's convicted. Oh, okay. There, there, there's. I mean, the the Constitution has a pretty short list of. Now, there are various states. It is up to the states to determine if you can vote after a felony, if you can run for office after a felony. But for for very specific reasons, the Constitution says you got to be this age, got to be a natural born citizen. Eh, that's that's pretty well about it. And the, I mean, you remember, uh, there was uh, Lyndon Larouche ran for president from jail. In 1992, uh, one of the old communists did something in 1920, uh, a socialist, Eugene Debs. Uh, the reason for this, you might think, wow, how in the world can you have a felon uh, run for president? The reason it's important to allow that is if you don't, if a felony will take you out of the running for the presidency, oh, God help us. We'd have, if there's a candidate that seemed to be on the upswing, somebody in some, in some corrupt, prosecutorial uh, venue would find a way to pin a felony on somebody and uh, and then that would disqualify that person. So uh, anyway, there you are. All right. Well, thank you so Darn much. It. God bless. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-776. We are in Pennsylvania. Tony, hey, Mark Davis in for Dennis. How are you this election day? Wonderful. Thank you for taking my call, Mark. Hi. Uh, that last comment you made about Michelle Obama, let's come back to that in a second. <laughs> uh, two reasons I called. Number one, uh, after voting today, I saw the same weird machine I saw two years ago. Uh, they replaced the touch screens with what looked like, you know, back in, back in grade school. This time it was a, a finer Sharpie. I know. This one was a big chisel point uh, that uh, bled through the paper, and you know, you put yep. it through the, the sheet feeder, and then methodology I mean, methodologies will change, and we we always like constancy in our lives. I understand. All right, what else? Well, well, it, you know, I don't see how this is an improvement. As a matter of fact, from what I'm hearing, uh, there was controversy associated with this uh, the system down in Venezuela. Oh, okay, dude, give me, give me Michelle. I, I, I've, give me, what's your thought on Michelle? Well, that that comes after my second thing I called. No, wait, wait, wait. Literally um, sixty seconds. Go to Michelle now. Sixty seconds. Go. Uh, every time I call somebody, sixty seconds. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> Welcome I'm to the clock. Get, I'm going to get some timers. I'm going to get summer timers now. I'm, I'm not that young, but anyways, um, it's the job of newspaper, TV, and radio to inform the public. I think you can agree on that, right? Then why is it every election cycle there's nothing said about the other, uh, no no recognition at all to the other parties out there until after the election's over? 
Um, well, that, um, so, got, some like, of that, well, because, because, well, some of that, it, well, uh, you know what? Full answer in a moment, because you deserve it. Be right back. It is the Dennis Prager Show for this election day, Tuesday, November 8th. All right, let's go to the phones now. Uh, go to DennisPrager.com for all things Dennis. Uh, go to Twitter, follow me, at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. Happy to be filling in, more than happy to be filling in on this election day. Uh, for Dennis. And uh, he'll be back tomorrow. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Davis, M-A-R-K Davis. All righty. We are in Dayton, Ohio. Preston. Hey, Mark Davis. Oh, is, hey, hang on, Preston. Here, as a matter of fact, sit tight a second. Da, 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 da. Uh, let me put you back for one second. Because I met the last gentleman. He expressed, as will often happen, a certain frustration as to why more obscure candidates and more obscure parties don't get the media attention that some people want them to have. You hear it a lot about libertarians, maybe the Green Party, maybe what, I mean, because how is a party supposed to gain attention if they can't get media coverage? It's very much a chicken or the egg kind of argument. From a, from a media perspective, from a radio, TV, you know, a, a print perspective, editors and people who have shows and people who have newspapers and et cetera, et cetera, their argument would be, show me something and we'll cover you. Why in the world should we be covering people who get 0.5% of the vote? Why in the world? I mean, let's cover the people who actually get votes. Meanwhile, those candidates and the people who admire those candidates say, well, how in the world is anybody supposed to know about them if you're not covering them? Both are completely valid arguments. I can understand how from a TV, radio, or print perspective, they wouldn't, you know, bust a lot of effort to cover uh, candidates who are going to get an infinitesimal percentage of the vote. I could also understand those candidates and their backers saying, hey, if, if more people knew about us, maybe we'd get more than a half a percentage point of the vote. So the good news, there's not much good news for the obscure candidates and, and followers of and devotees of obscure candidates. But these days in particular, you no longer have to depend so much on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox, anybody. You no longer necessarily have to worry about a radio show throwing you a lot of attention. You don't have to worry about the uh, major market, metropolitan daily newspapers doing it. There is so much alternative media out there. You want to know what it's kind of like? This may be a clumsy comparison or it may be genius. I have a, a 19-year-old son, and he has a list of artists that he, is, that he loves, and I never heard of them. And, and I said, where, where, where in the world did you hear about this? Spotify, YouTube, TikTok. I was like, What? Because, you know, back in the, uh, you know, the Grover Cleveland administration when I'm growing up, everything was curated for us. They, you know, if it played on the radio, you heard that and said, well, I like that. You went and bought the record, and that's how everybody made money, and that's how we all crafted our popular culture. A far superior one to the one we have now, by the way. But anyway, there is a certain uh, egalitarianism to it, that, that people become big now in the music world if they get X number of views on YouTube just out of their garage or something. These days, I think that, that political popularity can arise in the same way. If you've got somebody who gets some views, some clicks, some uh, attention, it doesn't have to come from the dominant media culture. It doesn't have to come from the old traditional sources. 
there are ways for campaigns, candidacies, and parties to take flight and gain popularity. And then the snowball starts to roll. And they start to get maybe 1%, then maybe 3%, 5% in a certain election cycle. And then maybe some newspaper says, well, here's a kicker story. Here's, here's a feature story we can do. This guy, you know, he got 1% last time he run, got a 500% increase. He got 5% this time. Maybe he's on to something. And popularity can build in, uh, in that way. All right, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Mark Davis. As I said, I think we're coming pretty close to the pause here, so let me share with you that we're up to, on the Dennis Prager Show, a wide variety of... No, we got we got two minutes. Hang on a second. Let me put somebody on before we get to uh, get to the clock. We are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Jill, Mark Davis, hi. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank Good. You. Thanks. Um, I thought you might find it interesting considering, you know... You mentioned there, you know, you were hoping there would be no problems with the voting and we could trust, of course, the uh-huh. outcome. Um, but I was watching my noon news channel this afternoon, a local station, ABC affiliate, WNEP, Channel 16. And their reporters were on scene at different polling places. And they were reporting that in Luzerne County, uh, one of the polling places miraculously this morning ran out of paper. Oh, so it caused lots of confusion and difficulty for the voters who were standing in line to cast their votes. And then there was some other report about other polling places in Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, also that yep. had a similar situation. So their polling workers were running out to the store to look for paper. <laughs> in the twenty say in the twenty first century. Thank you, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. And and you know, and we again with this like the fourth time I've said this. We all know it's a human system. We all know the technology can have glitches. And usually there's a residual or a reserve of goodwill that says, hey, it'll be okay. We generally have trust. That trust is shattered. And the margin for error is reduced to near zero. So across America, get it right. Mark Davison for Dennis. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. I hope it's a clear day wherever you're voting. Of course, if there are torrential rains, I hope you're voting. Whatever it takes, get out there and do it. Mark Davis in for Dennis. Dennis is back tomorrow to celebrate our many, many victories. Fingers crossed and prayers lifted up for those. Lots of calls. Let's hop to them. 1-8-Prager-776. It is the education election. It is the crime election. It is the economy election. And the Democrats are running on abortion, critical race theory, and uh, in January 6th. I like our chances. We are in California. Elise, hey, Mark Davison for Dennis. How are you doing? Hey, Elise, how are you? Hi. I'm good. Listen, I've taught you two years. Ooh. Ooh. I know. But let me tell you. Yes, ma'am. Um, that Chris has never been. Okay, we got a bad sell. Got to put you back on hold. Leslie, give her a shot and see if we can get that to improve. I hope we can. We're in Denton, Texas. Alex, hey, Mark Davis, in for Dennis. How are you doing? How's it going, Mark? Good, thank you. Um, No, I was just wondering, uh, uh, why can't we go back to, you know, vote on uh, Election Day and uh, you put your paper ballot in the box, you go to bed, you wake up in the morning, they had an answer. It worked in the 60s and 70s when I grew up. 
Yeah, and, an, and when you went to bed, they, they had an answer before you went to bed. I mean, in, in the really close elections, maybe you had to stay up till midnight. Well, two things changed. One, we got a lot bigger population. I understand that. And the other thing is all these infernal uh, mail-in votes and various other non-traditional types of ballots, which apparently take a lot of time. I'll tell you one thing I'll never be okay with. A lot of people say, well, why don't we, if we got those ballots in a warehouse somewhere, why don't we start counting those on Election Day morning? That's going to be a hard no, because we can't have any human being with an idea how the election is going while voting is still taking place. So anyway, that's it in a nutshell. I agree with you, but it, it, would, it would be nice to, to be able to go back to, you know, have voting on Election Day. And if you're shut in or something, have, a, you know, absentee balloting. I don't know. I just it, they got to no, do something. I, I know. Uh, Alex, I completely agree with you. Uh, and, and, and it sounds it sounds like old guys shaking a fist at a cloud in my day. But we did. We we put a man on the moon. Al Gore invented the Internet. We've got all these things, these these miracles We're we're, we're going to put human footprints on Mars, maybe while I'm still alive. That's crazy. And we can't do elections and we can't do elections. Uh, but can I borrow a little snapshot? I'm in a pretty busy, crowded state myself. I'm in Texas. We have lots of big cities. I live in one big metro area, Dallas-Fort Worth. We got Houston. We got Austin. We got San Antonio. We got El Paso. And and we somehow even work. Now, of course, our elections may not be that close. We may not have those nail biters that can prolong things. But um, we somehow managed to do it. So why can't everybody be a little more like us? Mark Davison for Dennis. Be right back. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.